Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show, coast to coast, border to border, right here over Red State Talk Radio, the number one talk platform in the country. And uh, if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's, believe it or not. And um, right there is the Red State Talk billboard. And we invite each and every one of you to take a gander up there every hour. The C.L. Bryant show does pop up there on the billboard. No C.L.'s face looking right back at you there about a block from where they drop the big ball in Times Square on New Year's Eve. Hey, it is a great day in the USA. As I say all the time, our nation, America, if we are vigilant, if we rem- if we are vigilant is will remain the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. Before I start talking about a double minded America and uh, an America where uh, People are beginning to learn, especially our younger people, are beginning to learn that it is um, groupthink or that it is a part of what we should be doing as groups of people. And that is never taking a real position. Huh? Are you hearing me? That's never taking a real position. That, my friends, is where we are in this country right now especially among our young people. They are not uh, taking real positions. Now, now, before I get into that, hey, all of you know, because it's been widely reported, exaggerated, that the president's um, trip here to Louisiana was a total flop, a total... No, it was not. Let me tell you what was a total flop. The president's trip to Louisiana, the three, four trips that he's made to Louisiana, uh, you know, in total, has been absolute success. It, I mean, it's just been absolutely successful. The president did not fail. In his appearances here, let me tell you what happens, and you know it's true. It, it is strange how we can get caught up in the pomp and pageantry of, and the hoorah of, uh, and the majesty, all of that, of a president, and not just any president either. And no president is just any president, okay? But... Um, this president is uh, he's just absolutely something different. He lived up absolutely to the billing. 
that there would be something different going on, that we'd be doing our best to drain the swamp. And, of course, those swamp creatures, they many of them are poisonous. In fact, most of them are poisonous. And they are wanting to strike out at anything that is disturbing their nest, like a bunch of vipers they are. So let me tell you what has truly happened. When the president comes, of course, he generates enthusiasm and so forth in the building among, let's just say, 40 percent of the people to go and actually vote. So it's not on the president that uh, he didn't generate enthusiasm against all the cheering crowd that's there in the theater because the entire crowd's cheering. But any speaker, I don't care how uh, oratorically skilled or whatever that speaker may be, they may affect maximum to action 40% of the crowd. So what you will have is a looky-loo type of thing of people coming to see a president. They'll cheer about, yeah, we got to get out and vote, rah, rah, rah. We got to get out and vote, but then they don't. When I look at Louisiana, my home state, uh, this past um, uh, weekend, Louisiana the past weekend um, went to the polls to vote for governor. The president been down to push the uh, Republican candidate, Ada Responi. Now, Louisiana, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. How is it possible that uh, a red state, as it is labeled uh, politically on the national scene like Louisiana, a poor state, a poor red state like Louisiana, can uh, reelect a tax and spend governor like John Bell Edwards? Especially when you turned out in massive droves to welcome the president of the United States to this state in both North and South Louisiana. Huh? In both North and South Louisiana. The president of the United States has turned out in Louisiana incredibly strong numbers. Those numbers alone that the president turned out to see him could win any, any um, political candidate a seat at the table. So why and how did the Republican vote in Louisiana not carry Eddie Responi across the finish line? Well, you know, you got all types of uh, people, you know, Monday, Sunday, you know, the quarter, armchair quarterbacking this thing. Yeah. You got all kinds of people armchair quarterbacking this thing. But uh, the truth is, the truth is this. We are at a point now in our American society where it is truly 
a matter of group think. Yeah. What what is happening here is that you're 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 we're creating a society of people and you, you better pay close attention so that you do not become one of the pawns, but you are able to tell people about and how to avoid being a pawn in the group think uh, approach to living life today. We, we've been moved to a group think uh, type of mentality that causes us to first look around to see what the group is saying before we act. And if we come to the conclusion, if we come to the determination that it may be too risky, uh, on my social media page, at my church, in my club, on my job, uh, you know, um, in my family. If, it, if, it, if you determine that once you have thought about what's really right for you and what you really think is right for you, um, once you've determined that, the first thing, though, that's happening once people determine what's right for them is they are now weighing what they feel is right for them against what the group thinks before they actually act on what they think is good for them. Yeah. Opinion polls. Dr. Marlene McMillan and I were talking about this. Opinion polls are actually... um, a barometer for groupthink. People are actually changing their minds about what they really think so that they can fall in line with the opinion polls because evidently in our society today, if in fact you are not in line with the opinion poll, then... Something's wrong with you. Huh? That that's what they have brainwashed you into believing that if you are not in line with what the opinion poll says, then no, there's nothing no, there's nothing wrong with the opinion poll. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Isn't that the truth of it? Nothing wrong with the poll. There's something wrong with you. And that is where we are in this uh, opposition to Donald John Trump. Um, you see, the polls indicated back in 2016 
the educational process that they were indoctrinating all of us with. The, the thing that they wanted all of us to believe was that they knew what they were talking about. And they bet on the fact that Hillary Clinton could defeat Donald John Trump. So the polls were designed to carry the message of we told you so. So that your faith in them could be strengthened even more so. Huh? Are you hearing me? But then they were wrong. They were proven to be wrong. Yeah. And there had to be a very robust, vigorous uh, defense of why progressivism especially the socialist type is even having its day in America right now. There, there had to be a vigorous defense of why it's having its day. So you had candidates come about like Beto O'Rourke. You had candidates jump onto the national scene like uh, Ocasio-Cortez, Tlaib, Omar. Uh, You had even a shift in policy of Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi was shaped and was shaping up to be the voice of reason in the Democrat Party. But she too became a victim of groupthink. She looked around and she saw that uh, Ocasio-Cortez, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, was, according to the group, thinking right. And she was thinking wrong. And so instead of Pelosi having the spine that it has taken her uh, to become twice Speaker of the House, something no one else has ever done, in not in American history, twice, has she become Speaker of the House? Something no one else has ever done. It takes spine to, to, to hold that position because you, uh, first of all, you're third in line to the presidency of the United States. But you have to not just twist some arms. You have to break some arms to get to that lofty position. You have to step on people. And let's not even talk about what it takes to be president. Yeah, as president, you, you, you should know where the bodies are buried or the skeletons are buried, where the skeletons are. As president, you should know where the skeletons are because they're probably in the same place that the bodies that you're, you've just buried. You've just buried or they, that's where they are, too. Politics is a dirty business. Let's not make any mistake about that. That's why Jimmy Carter was not a good president of the United States, because he's, a, he's just not the he's a Christian. 
<laughs> okay? And he's a real Christian, even though, as Jimmy said, he's sinned in his heart. But just the same, we all have. <laughs> all right. We all have. But Jimmy's a Christian. You, you, and, I mean, he's a staunch Christian. Now, you have to separate, be able to separate your, uh, uh, turn the other cheek from being leader of the free world. Because now you're living in an, an incredibly dual reality. Being leader of the free world many times does not give itself to the misguided idea and then sometimes mistaught idea of what is meant by turn the other cheek. Yes, Jesus does give it in a literal um, sense uh, so that you can see the impact that that type of uh, human sacrifice brings about it brings about change and that's what Jesus was wanting to convey to us but being leader of the free world as president of the United States it's hard to translate the type that Jimmy Carter wanted to bring to the White House than the type that Donald Trump is bringing to the White House. In fact, it's good that the president is basically, even though he was a Christian, a Presbyterian, uh, he's a Christian, you know. But the idea is that the president has now a relationship, a born-again relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that it, it sort of turned out the way it did. God knows what he's doing because he became president before he had the true encounter. And so he was on his way as candidate Trump. But when he became president, he had the true encounter. And I believe it's because there's people like Franklin Graham and, you know, James Robeson and Paula White and people like that. Myself uh, around him and uh, also uh, my, my good friend, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, who, uh, you know, all of us pray for him and have prayed for him. And so it's amazing what's going on as far as the fiery darts and arrows that's being slung his way. Would he have received, would even, uh, the question is, would even have Ted Cruz um, gain this type of venomous attack. I don't think so. I don't think Ted would have gotten along very well with uh, the press and, and so forth. They'd have vilified him too. But in, in hindsight, I don't know if Ted would have been able to beat Hillary at all. I think God knew what he was doing. In fact, I know God, I know God would know what he's doing. Talk a little bit about that when we return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back on this great day in the USA. Glad to be with all of you this great day here in our our land. I um, am sort of um, smarting a little bit from the loss of um, Eddie Responi here in Louisiana over the weekend. And uh, quite frankly, folks, uh, I am uh, Jane and I are going to bid Louisiana goodbye here uh, pretty soon. Uh, and we're headed toward Rocky Mountain. Um, not not necessarily Rocky Mountain, Hell, but to Colorado. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, we're going to be there for a while. We're going to be there for a while. And uh, it's a purple state um, in many ways. And I think the, the fight needs to be engaged there. And so I'll be letting you know more about that um, move here in the days and weeks to come. That's a couple of weeks to come. Hey, do you realize that we are only a little over a month and about eight days, is it, to Christmas? Yeah. We have 38 days, is it? 38 days to Christmas? Isn't that amazing? It's a beautiful day in my neighborhood here. The sun's out uh, great. The skies are deep blue. It's a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood in America. I certainly hope that wherever you are, you're safe and sound and enjoying the tenets of liberty and freedom here in our great land. Well, when I um, left here, and of course, thank you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation every day. I was talking to you about uh, double-mindedness that does come along with opinion polls and the type of group think that um, is taking place here in our nation. And when I say group think, uh, you, there are people who are very concerned. In fact, you have a society that is being um, groomed, that is being, um, yeah, groomed to operate from the standpoint of groupthink before they act. They ask, what does the group think? And if the group is thinking or conveying thought differently than the citizen is thinking then the strangest thing is going on. And that is the citizen. You, 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 you are beginning to change 
the direction of your original thought because you don't want to operate against the group. I'm not saying being a, a jerk or anything, okay? I'm not talking about that. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying that we are being programmed to go along with the group because we are afraid of what retaliations may come, consequences may be exacted because we're not with the group. Huh? That's what we're becoming a opinion poll governed society. Which is absolutely sad to to be, you know, lost in an opinion polled governing governed society. And do you know what? When 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 we think about, and I was saying to you that uh, I'm, I'm Ted Cruz. In hindsight, when we look at how the game is being played, and we look at the operatives that were in place to derail or to uh, do something different, as far as the president of the United States was concerned, if it was not Hillary Clinton, we look at um, James Comey and uh, those who Peter Stroke, Peter Stroke and and those people who were operating in deep state type of mechanics in this 2016 presidential election, you, you question whether or not the same type of mechanics would have been used if a Ted Cruz had won the presidency of the, the presidency of the United States. I think Ted would have uh, debated against uh, Hillary uh, in, in grand fashion. I mean, that's what he does. You know, I'm an, I'm an old high school and college debater myself. And Ted is among um, the very best debaters there are in this nation. And so I, I don't know if he would have been treated differently. I uh, tend to doubt that uh, he would, be, uh, would have been treated as uh, harshly. As this president is having known that Ted has, you know, is a politician now. He's a, a, a an incredible politician now, a statesman. I certainly hope uh, is the remembrance of the remembrance that we'll have of him. You know, when history finally writes uh, its final pages on uh, on that Ted Cruz story. But I don't know if, in fact, he would have beaten Hillary. So, you know, it's all a a moot point now because none of it happened. But I can say this, because the opinion polls were wrong, wrong when it came to uh, determining or um, prognosticating whether or not Donald John Trump would beat Hillary Clinton, they were so wrong that they have to defend their positions by uh, making the president look as villainous, hapless as possible. And all of us know, I know, I'm telling you the truth, 
None of that's true. The president is uh, very, very uh, effective, potent in his approach to our economy, prison reform, keeping America safe, education, the $100 million to historic black uh, colleges and universities. I tell you something, Ben Carson said it best in Atlanta when we we were all in Atlanta uh, when he introduced uh, the President of the United States. Um, Donald John Trump, he was saying that if Trump's a racist, then he's not very good at it. (laughs) You know, he's not very good at it. I mean, especially that that offering to the uh, historic black colleges and universities. uh, You know, if that's if that's the actions of a racist, then I, I gee whiz, I hope you guys are successful in turning turning all all the white folks into racists. If that if Donald Trump is a definition of one. Because like Ben Carson said, he's not very good at it. Yeah. Even the white supremacists don't don't uh, like um, the way Trump is as far as a businessman is concerned. And that's what I really like about it myself is that he takes care of business. You know, business uh, has no respecter of person. Business will do business where it is prudent to do business for the good of the business. Are you hearing me? Business does business for the good of the business. And whether you um, like it or not, America is a business. It's an enterprise, the biggest enterprise in the world. It's an enterprise. Without us, without us being the anchor of enterprise throughout the world, all the other economies in this country fail. The Chinese economy fails without us. Uh, Yeah. The Russians, uh, they are insignificant anywhere as far as the economy is concerned. In fact, I think the economy of Italy and Russia are about the same. Huh? So uh, Russia being a much larger country, and of course it has all these natural resources, but their economy is about on par with Italy, a much smaller nation. And so the people in uh, this tyrannical place um, in in China and in Russia, where you have progressivism and liberalism, socialism, communism, all of those isms um, ruling the day, you have people who are, in fact, starving to death. And if, in fact, we follow those same policies here in America, you think the homeless situation is bad in America. Consider this. Los Angeles, the bastion of socialism, progressivism, communism in this country has and and San Francisco being the same, you know, twin sisters. They have the the, the worst rate of degrading humanity in this country. And they're governed by liberal politics, both of those cities. That should tell you something, even though the group is not wanting you to think that, are they? No, the group wants you to think differently about that, don't they? The group think. 
And so and so when you're when you're that's why you can't trust the polls, because, see, when you call, when you're called and when you're polled, when you take the poll, even if you're writing a poll out for yourself, you're filling in some boxes. People think that it's easy uh, to be, you know, bold or be you when you're alone just doing something. But unfortunately, character has been wounded in this country. American character has been wounded. So even filling out applications or filling out surveys, you are affected by group think. Because you're thinking, well, you don't know who may uh, see my answers. You take into account you care more about who may see who you what you really think. And so you don't put down what you really think. You don't say what you really would say to an opinion poster. Only 40, 35 to 40 percent of the people surveyed in opinion polls are truthful. The rest are more concerned about group think. Are you hearing me? Only 35 to 40 percent of people surveyed are truthful. That's why the polls cannot be trusted, especially when it comes to a polarizing character like the president is. I mean, yeah, and that's good that he is. I'm not saying that in a negative way. But the president, you love the president, you hate him. You know, I mean, you there there's some people who even in the party, even in the Republican Party, a never Trumper is someone who just doesn't they don't like the president. They don't. They they just don't like the president. There's some of the party who really like the president, like me and others. And there's some you don't know what the heck they're up to. Like Jeff Sessions. Now that that's there, I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there with, with Jeff Sessions. Uh, but it does show he is the prime example. Groupthink. He looked around to see what the group thought about recusal, about recusing himself, and he totally ignored really what any any president appoints an attorney general for. Oh, yes, he's the people's attorney general, but the president appoints him to that position to be a part of the team. You can think what you want about that. That is the essence of good politics. And let's not make a mistake here. Let's not be uh, ridiculous here. The name of the game is politics. And businessmen play it very well, evidently. Because Donald Trump is playing the game of politics very well. He is taking care of business in a political. He has learned how to do it in a political way. Bravo, Mr. President. Yeah. So, so here we go. As far as is concerned, 
And we're going to talk about this here in the, in the final minutes of the show after we come back after the after the break. But I want to I want to set this up right now. The political correctness that uh, has been spawned in our nation is designed to cause us to have an allegiance to relativism. Yeah, 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 yeah. In that political correct world, all things are relative to what the group thinks. <laughs> yeah, it's relative to what the group thinks. It's designed to cause relativism. Yeah. And, and the group decides what's right and what's wrong. And if you are not a part of the way the group is thinking, then there's nothing wrong with the group and there's nothing wrong with the polls because the polls come from the group think. So there must be something wrong with you. That is where we are headed in this country. No, there's nothing wrong with the polls. There's nothing wrong with the Democrat Party. There's nothing wrong with the polls. Nothing wrong with the group. So there must be something wrong with you. If you are not going along with us as group thinkers. And hey, folks, if you want to become a part of a movement of people who are making a difference in this nation and uh, hey, it's like herding cats, but we have a great time doing it. Uh, You know, the largest grassroots organization in uh, the nation FreedomWorks, FreedomWorks.org. Uh, go there and become a part of the movement. FreedomWorks.org. And you can check out everything that FreedomWorks is about when you go there. <clears throat> Pardon me. Now, when I come back, the allegiance to relativism is being spawned through political correctness that is the bridle in your mouth political correctness is the bridle in your mouth there's nothing wrong with the group there's nothing wrong with the poll that poll that said Hillary Clinton was going to win There's nothing wrong with that poll, according to the progressive liberals, the group who are thinking that way. There's nothing wrong with that. Something happened with you. There was a malfunction in you, the American people. You must be a you are a deplorable individual. Do you understand what they and where they are trying to take you? With that type of thinking. That type of talk. Yeah. Groupthink. I'll be back with more of the C.L. Bryant show when I return. Thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Wow, time certainly has gone by really fast. <clears throat> Dr. Marlene McMillan was my guest in the first hour. And if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your iPhone or favorite device and listen to us wherever you go, the C.L. Bryant Show. Hey, uh, friends, there is something that I want to talk to you about here in the talk with you, talk with you about here in these next um, few minutes on the home stretch of the C.L. Bryant Show today. And that is how you are being able to see the adjustment of the human mind, the American human mind, to justifying anything. If you, and and the reason why you're you're beginning to see this type of adjustment. In how we are able to justify almost anything. We're justifying almost anything. Uh, is we have lost our plumb line. We've lost what make, keeps us straight. What, what keeps the angles that we have and the motives that we have straight. And, and, and because... We are beginning to embrace in this country, particularly, and, and I can't say this uh, n- enough, particularly our young people, we are um, embracing them, or we are, um, they are embracing things, our young people are embracing things, that the ideas will lead to things that um, I'm not sure will cause our nation to continue to exist. And, and, and because we have lost a, a, a certain plumb line, you know, the, the thing that you see that, is able to keep things straight. And that has melted into the abyss of relativism. Then we have to ask ourselves, where does, where do certain ideas lead us? 
where do certain ideas lead us if we continue to embrace them where where does the idea of uh following the the the, the uh, crazed opinions of an Ocasio Cortez. Where does that lead you? Y- you are able to see visibly where the uh, administration, this administration, Donald John Trump's administration, you can see visibly on the American landscape how his policies have indeed affected our nation. Our economy is booming. Unemployment and employment are both great. Employment is out the roof, is through the roof. Unemployment is at historic lows with certain demographics, black people and Latinos in particular. Women are finding a path to success that they had previously not enjoyed. And so you can visibly see the results of the Trump administration. Question is, though, There is something within the American mind that wants to justify attacking him. Why? I've told you why. It's because he dared defy group think. And the only way that they, the progressive liberals will be able to take over your country is to make certain that all of us, at least a great majority, a 60, 65% majority, buy into group think. Because there's nothing wrong with the group. And there's nothing wrong with the opinion polls that the group produces. No, nothing wrong with those. But if you somehow disagree with what the opinion polls are saying or what the group was thinking when they produced that opinion poll, if you are against that, then something must be wrong with you. And therefore, in order to get back into the good graces of the group, especially when they are around, oh, you're very brave when you're speaking to me by yourself when the group comes around. (laughs) I've seen how you changed. I've seen it. I've seen how you've changed when the group came around. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, 
uh, CL became someone who you just bumped into. Yeah, no, he's he's way too he's way too far to the right for me. I just don't understand uh, how he could possibly think that way. How could he think like that? Not what you were saying just uh, fifteen minutes before the group showed up. It's time for men and women of courage, backbone, and stamina to step forward, <clears throat> because there is a republic. That is indeed at stake right now, a Republican. Now, you will hear two different takes on America from the Democrat side. They will say the democracy is at stake. Mm -hmm. Conservatives, true conservatives will say the republic is at stake. Republicans will say Americans would say that the the republic is. The republic is at stake. A democracy you can have anywhere at any time. You can always decide you can have a democracy. And the mob can always rule on that. And you have a bingo, um, you know, presto, changeo. You have a democracy. But a republic is where people are able to speak. And be self-governing. In a democracy, yes, it's great. Democracy is greater than, than any was better than anything else. But a republic is what we are, and each man's opinion is valued in a republic because he is sovereign within himself. That's a republic. A democracy is many times solely dependent upon groupthink, and <clears throat> you can be a part of us, or you can be against us. But you're going to have consequences to pay if you're against us. Because we're going to do this the Democratic way. We're going to hang you the Democratic way. How many of y'all are all in favor? It looks like most of the hands going up. Let's hang him. No due process. No due process. Anybody who was against the lynching, they can get lynched too. Are you hearing me? That's the type of mob mentality that you have in this country at this very minute. That's the kind of mob mentality you have going on with what's emanating and coming from the Adam Ship Committee, <clears throat> Judicial Committee, Impeachment uh, uh, Committee. It is deranged. And uh, no one could have been better cast for the part of a deranged congressman than Adam Schiff could have been. He has these deranged eyes. Yes. Yeah. The guy uh, uh, certainly he could play nut of the year in any film that you want to cast him in. He has these deranged eyes. Over the weekend, he was out uh, saying horrible things about the president. You know. (laughs) Which, right in character. Again, they are the best players on the Democrat ticket at this point in time. The Democrats are the best players on the Republican ticket 
at this point in time because they are behaving in such stupid ways. <laughs> you know, I know it, it seems hard and I'm really upset about what happened with the Louisiana governor's race. How is it possible that a red state like Louisiana with president visit there uh, three times on behalf of Eddie Responi? And, uh, you know, it's a red state. You have uh, the only Republican, the only Democrat governor in the entire South out of Louisiana, a red, a, a die in the wood, a red state. You you have lost yourself, Louisiana. You have lost your identity. You're double-minded. But the fact of the matter is, Republicans just didn't get out and vote. So that pretty much tells you, you got uh, people who are rah-rah and doing a lot of... Um, chin, you know, with a lot of chin music to, you know, why and how they're Republicans and how great that is and, you know, how great God is and everything, you know, God and country and all that. But they won't go vote. Yeah. So how did John Bell Edwards remain governor of Louisiana, the only Democrat governor in a red? uh, We have a supermajority in the Louisiana, um, you know, legislature. So how is it possible that he remains <laughs> he remains governor of the state? Hmm. Interesting. It can be nothing else expected of us than we turn out to reelect Donald John Trump. Let's stop with the chin music. Let's put some feet to the pavement. Let's mobilize. Let's vote the Democrats out. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show, and I am so glad that you were able to come along with me here today. And um, we'll see you here, good Lord willing, uh, on tomorrow. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again I'm C.L. Bryant, and my heartfelt desire is that God will bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.